Table Talk is not your typical D&D TTRPG podcast. We are not here to run you through our whole campaign. We're here to talk about everything else in the space of Table Talk. I'm your host, Alejandra Wilhelm. And I'm also your host, Mariah Gresham. And we're your tabletop roleplay girlies. And we're rolling! Awesome, awesome. So it's the first episode of Table Talk. We've been talking about doing this for, I don't even know how long, a hot minute. Couple months, I think. Couple months. As any, you know, respectable person does in our modern day. (laughs) It's that, I saw a literal TikTok audio the other day where it's like, I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but it was like, are you the best friends that like have a, t- have a podcast? And I'm like, no, like, but, now we, are, but now we are, but now we podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, don't call me out that way. Yeah. TikTok, I feel, I feel red. TikTok is disrespectful, um, in so many flavors, but yeah. So this is table talk. Um, it's a little podcast that we've kind of come up with in the sense of there are plenty of podcasts out there that are going to run you through all the wonderful mystical adventures of other people's campaigns, we love all that um, which is incredible. You know, there's some, so many notable ones out we there. Watch all of them. We, we watched uh, an, an abhorrent <laughs> amount of hours. <laughs> Too many of them. Of Dimension 20, Critical Role, respectively. Yeah. Dungeon Daddies. Just start spouting names and hope that one of them takes notice of us. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> My long pong campaign of trying to get all of you to watch Critical Role because I've watched all of Vox Machia and I'm mm-hmm. like, bitch, I'm, I'm in. I'm yeah. invested now because I had a friend drag me into it. She's like, just put on your cleaning. Yeah. And I'm like, well. This You're is like, this is going to be my, my personality for the next yeah. like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, and, and meanwhile, me on the other hand, I'm like, I am trying so hard. It is the Naruto of the DMV yeah. space. It and truly I'm, is. I'm truly out here trying. And I can't get through Naruto, so I can't. Yeah, so it's it's hard as fuck. But then I did run through every single episode of Dimension 20 like it was my day job. Dimension 20 has more of like a animated series type production value. It's so good. It's just so good. It's just good. Yeah, it's incredible. Good. Brennan, Lee Mulligan, Abria, just incredible people in, in the space of D&D. Yeah, Critical Role is definitely very intense. Like this is a five hour episode. Don't look at how, like, don't, don't look at that. Don't think about it too long. Yeah. Just don't, no brain cells. Yeah. <laughs> no wrinkle, only smooth. Yeah. Well, perfect. So our, our aim for this podcast is to talk about literally everything else that has to do with TTRPG and D&D um, outside of what happens at the table when you've started the game. And even a little bit of elements like out of character kind of check-ins. Yeah. Um, so to start, uh, let's talk about how you and I respectively got into this. So yes. Do you want to... Kick us off? Yeah, sure. So I think it's one of those things where I'm that person that, like, you can pretty much bet on me being aware of or at least involved in any kind of nerdy mm-hmm, space mm-hmm. to some degree, just because the everything about me. Uh, so I was, I knew about it, but I hadn't really played until honestly, like, right before quarantine. Uh, and yeah, the same mutual friend that sort of brought you into our campaign brought me into it mm-hmm. and it was very much a so you can take it slow you can get you don't have to buy all the thing and i'm like cool so i've ordered all of the cards <laughs> that are available um i have cards that you don't even have yeah would you like to look at them that's an entire other episode that we'll do one day just talking about the the financial yeah. debt you go into Literally. the second you start the financial burden <laughs> of providing for a family that's <laughs> your D party yeah um yeah he was like cool cool we're we're in this in this mm-hmm. i was like yeah but bold of you to think i have any chill whatsoever <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so it was kind of got into that started playing the campaign and then it very quickly just 
went down the rabbit hole Mm -hmm. with it. And I think through that kind of like, I'm a huge mythology nerd. I'm a writer. Like I love stories and spend way too much of my time thinking about fictional people. Uh, And so it's, it was a perfect little conglomeration of all of my interests. Mm -hmm. And it's like, cool. I live here now. This is my home. I'm out here rent free. I'm a landowner. (laughs) I'm a landowner. (laughs) In this space. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, So the way that I got into it a little bit. So um, back in uh, community college, I had a friend uh, kind of similar to you in that like I have always been a huge fucking nerd. And Mm -hmm. I played lots of video games, watched tons of anime. Fantasy was everything to me. Uh, You know, got a Lord of the Rings tattoo like that. We out here. It do be the jump. one tattoo you have. It do be the one tattoo I have, and it is small, but it counts. It, don't, it counts. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I was really, really into it. And I had, again, heard of it, never understood it or how to get into it until mm-hmm. a friend of mine was like, I really want to start D&D. I bought all the books. I just need bodies at my table. Um, I need human I need vessels. human flesh vessels to sit in my imaginary hey, world. Like <laughs> you're just in a pod. Like in a fucking, you know, like okay, this is a very weird reference because yeah. I just watched the Resi Four remake that Jacks Jacksepticeyes play through uh-huh. that because like level horror game can't play it because a bitch just startles easily, uh-huh. and you know, like that horrifying like uh the dead hand looking dudes oh, yeah. that are just like in the tubes mm-hmm. playing. That's what that's that exactly what he needed. It's just like you there and you're like I roll up my tube, yeah. And so we started playing and it was just me and like two other guys at this table. And uh, I was very nervous to uh, the concept of role playing in front of strangers. Yeah. So I drank an entire bottle of wine and then I'll had a separate it. bottle of wine just sitting on standby as I played. Which we should say that you have a ridiculous <laughs> alcohol. It's like you aren't an alcoholic. It's just a full time job for you to get a buzz. I just have a furnace in me. Like we are the alcohol away. We're the, uh, we are on opposite of the spectrum of like I now no longer have any alcohol tolerance mm-hmm. um, and don't even really drink that much. And you're like there are three things on this earth that can get mildly intoxicated. And, that's and if about I don't it. have those, I might as well be drinking water. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, and that ran for like a b- very brief stint. Um, and then, you know, years went by until I met that mutual friend of ours. Um, and, you know, he invited me to the table. And that was my first time really sitting at a table, I can say, with other people that were clearly very invested Yes. And, like, we're ready to jump into character at the yeah. table. Like, the other two dudes that I was playing with, like, were just, like, I cast my strongest spell and then I'm going to be on my phone the rest of the time. So it was not, like, a genuinely good. No, it wasn't super, like, <laughs> super <laughs> Example. <invested>. Yeah. <clears throat> but I definitely felt like I was the only one at the table trying to, like, yeah. do anything. Like, when you joined that game, like, I was the next newest person. Mm-hmm. Everybody else at the table had played for a bit and it played together yeah. for a bit. And so they had a good little. Yeah. So I had really just a genuine moment of sitting going. there in awe. Because one, you all had such a great dynamic together. And then there was people doing character voices and just like very in it. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm invested. I'm super, super invested. Like On top of that friend being like an incredible DM. Yeah. To, like, there's to a credit. big titty cow star ranger. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was my first experience at a table. And then quarantine hit. And I was like, cool. I have now developed a hyperfixation and have zero outlet um and that you had to move back to houston yeah i had one i had to move back to houston but at the time i was still driving up to to play those games yeah you drove up kind of Um, now. but then quarantine hit 
and like our GM got into an accident that kind of put him out of commission for a while. So, you know, I was like, okay, I now have this hyper fixation hobby and D and D unfortunately is one of those things that like you cannot play unless you have other people or at the bare minimum, a DM. It like, you can do it. I feel like with like a DM and you, and like, I have held you at gunpoint and be like, Hey, in our current campaign that you're running, like we, we are going to role play an entire telenovela. If you and I remain alive, I must see the end of this character's (laughs) art. Like, and if you, if one of us dies, we will host a seance because I, <laughs> because cannot, I cannot go unresolved. I cannot have mental peace mm-hmm. unless I know. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that, and of course, quarantine is like, okay, well, I have infinite amounts of time, yes. no responsibilities. And what a I, weird time. That it's was. such a fucking fever dream. But uh, I was, you know, like any good person was throwing myself into TikTok and uh, just, you know, trying to use that as escapism. <laughs> and I eventually, you know, I was, living rent-free on D&D TikTok kind mm-hmm. of thing. And eventually, you know, the way that you do where you go and you find those people that are running, like, little taverns as their TikTok page yeah. or whatever. I was like, this is cute. And I found a guy who was doing – he's like, hey – I remember seeing the first video and he was like, there, we've seen plenty of taverns and magic shops or whatever, but we haven't seen a thieves' guild. And yeah. I saw that. I was like, that's an interesting concept. And then I saw the video where he – um posted basically like role-playing the interview process to get yeah. into this good old skill. good old cat and i don't know what fucking demon possessed me but i was like you do know what demon possessed you and on the first episode we won't go into it yeah this is true but but <laughs> redacted like, i don't know what possessed i don't know what possessed me, me to do this uh but <laughs> maybe my need for attention maybe the fact that he's kind of attractive uh who who's to say um but i was like well i do have a barbarian costume from like renaissance festival just sitting in my closet yeah and i was like what the fuck is a barbarian doing at a thieves guild god knows but bonkin bonkin whacking and whacking and bonkin and so i made my little my little intro and then um i had you know no videos on my thing no followers i was one of those creeper things and then as yep. tiktok does it blew up more than i expected mm-hmm. um and then also the the tag for his thieves guild blew up subsequently okay. and so then i was like well i have nothing to do with yeah. my time but this and now i feel like there are many eyes on me when i did <laughs> now founding member of this when, yeah then I, yeah it grew into its own fucking base and we could probably get into all of that later that would actually be a really interesting thing um but i did that for a long time and it was really cool i met a lot of cool people like in that dnd tiktok space had a, i have friends to this day that i still talk to that live all, all over the place um and then you know Eventually, we got back into another campaign and ran that for, mm-hmm. like, over a year. Um, year and a half? I think so. I have a horrible sense of time. We're yeah. yeah. So now it's just non-existent. Yeah. And then... Um, it was a while, though. It was a while. We ran it for a we good... We played long- a good, like, almost 40 sessions. Yeah. And we played twice a month. We played, like, twice a month, if not more. And we would play... Sometimes we'd play Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And like eight to twelve hour sessions, yeah, ridiculous. which is fucking ridiculous. We're like, cool. We're gonna like we didn't do this, but it was the energy of like shotgun this Red Bull and sit back down. We're not done. We're not leaving this table until it's fucking three o'clock in the morning. You I almost son said of a something bitch. more inappropriate, and I was like, I'm not gonna make that reference. No, 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 on the TikTok <laughs> or not. Nope, on this. 
we know what yeah we, we yeah. know we know we know mm-hmm. we know mm-hmm. but yeah and so that was like the first time that i really really sat long term at a table playing yes. the same character and like having our characters develop mm-hmm. and like it was you know amazing and eventually as sometimes happens um that kind of situation broke up but you me and two other players that were at that table were kind of left dmless yes and many of us are people that much more preferred to play at a table. Yes, definitely. Like I can play online and I, I do and I like it, but it is a thing of like whether it's just an or a spicy thing or whatever. Yeah. Like I can't online I, I you have about two hours with me and then like my brain just yeah. yeah. Which like I can definitely play online campaigns. I have a couple online campaigns I've been running for over a year now. Not me running, but I am in them. Yes. Um and I love them. They're fun, but it definitely does not hit the same. No. Like, in person, it's like, cool, I'll be here for 10 hours. Yeah, like, for sure. That's fine. Online, I'm like, as soon as it starts getting to, like, 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, we better wrap this shit up because I'm going to bed. <laughs> like, I have work tomorrow. Yeah, I got work tomorrow. And, um, but, yeah, at the table, when you have somebody sitting across from you and you're seeing the emotions run through them in the mm-hmm. scene and whatever, like, it's it's addicting. Yes. For me. Um, and I love it. And I like getting into those characters and really feeling that that click of like, oh, I feel. They become real. Yeah, they become real and the emotions are real and the things that you experience together are, are very much real. Yes. Um, and, you know, we were all kind of left aimless in the ether without right. a DM because, again, you can't do shit without, nope. without the human yeah, computer so that is running the world for you. Yep. And so we were kind of stuck there and, you know, Two of the players were relatively new. Yeah, you and to I D&D were definitely when we started that most, campaign. Yeah. yeah, the most experienced and the most like comfortable. And where we were at at the point, I was like, I would love to DM, and I am about to start DMing a different system. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I do not have brain space. Yeah, to do like this is just would love to do it is not a thing I can contemplate. And so you were kind of left, and I was like, you at know the what? Altar. Of like, okay, if it's going to be anyone, I guess it's got to be me. And um, I think also, like, I used to have such insecurities about doing it for a long time. Especially because, like, again, that DM we had was pretty incredible at running games. And so the idea of me not being good enough was really prevalent. absolutely. Of it's like. I love I love that DM dearly, but it's like I told him on more than one occasion. I'm like, the first time I DM, you can't be present. Same here. And I'm so sorry. Same here. Because I am clinically anxious and I can't deal with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you when you're finally released from the chair and you're like, I'm going to cause havoc. I'm like, please not. Please not in my freshly planned. Yeah, and I was like, you know too much about the mechanics and the game. Toothpicks and glue. You can make these broken-ass characters and I'm barely getting my head above water. Yes. Um, And yeah, so to think of like the four of us, we know each other so well and we are so comfortable with each other and so safe with each other that it felt like a very forgiving soft space exactly. to step into and kind of try something yeah exactly and like i felt very confident in that the other two players were very very like re- relatively new even though they'd been playing for like a year and a half with us um they, they hadn't had a breadth of experience with a bunch of different DMs yeah and as for you like I, I mean i've known you for so long i feel yeah. super comfortable with you and i know and that we have very similar styles and the characters yeah. we like to play and the stories we like to write exactly so i was like and I, 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 again i was on my fucking dimension 20 kick and 
uh, I finally like watched Abria Iyengar's um, mm-hmm. campaigns, like the Court of Fame Flowers stuff and all of yeah. that. And that truly was the time that like I watched her DMing style. Because mm-hmm. again, Brennan is that level of like God tier. Yeah, he's out here just doing voices for the monsters and like sound effects. He's for, a human sound for board. fireworks. And yeah. I'm like, for, oh my God. My God. <laughs> my God. Zero chill. A gift, like, a gift to us as a community. What's going on with your vocal cords? Yeah. Like, what? But, like, Abria, and, like, Abria is also God-tier in her own right. Yes. But, like, at her particular style lined up with me. It's more approachable. Yeah. The same way that I think for me when I started watching Vampire the Masquerade, Let's Plays, like, LA by Night and a bit of New York by Night, Jason Carl, the guy who GMs for that, of, like, he is a lot more stoic and, like, reserved. Yeah. But it fucking works. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, he doesn't try to pressure himself to do a bunch of crazy voices and, like, he'll change his posture or he'll change, like, little things, like, his expression. Yeah. And that's how he predominantly expresses what's going on. I'm, like, that seems like something I could do. Because I am not a voice. I I can't do accents. I can't either. Like, when I if I try to do an accent, it's insult. (laughs) <laughs> I'm always like you're like I fear that I'm doing a hate crime it's like there's a non-zero chance someone's gonna backhand <laughs> because it's gonna be very bad like I can do voices mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's very much like a character yeah right and so and I feel like I always default into like the voice I use for Anya my character in your campaign of just like slightly a little bit British yeah a little bit you always gotta throw the dash of brit in there yeah just it's like a little bit of respectability and polish that's the same if it's a rich character and then if it's not i'm like i don't know what to do with this bitch but god yeah yeah it was like finding those dms that are very public that and also i think players too like that just have different styles yeah and it's like, okay, you can do this in different ways. Absolutely. And, like, there's not one – you don't have to be a voice actor. Yeah, and, I don't like, have to be able to live on National Geographic practicing lion roars. An audio like, effects machine. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. It'll be fine. And, uh, yeah, I loved, like, Abria's style of narration. And I was like, this clicks for me 100%. Um, and so she was really the reason why I was like – I after watching her do it, I was like, okay, I feel – like if I can do it like this, mm-hmm. then I then I am capable. Yeah. Um. And you know, I also was just like, well, we have no DM. And then I look at the shrine of D and D shit that I have accumulated. You're like, I do have all the monsters. I do manuals. have every month, like the for no manual, for no reason. The you like I I have them. I've looked at them once. Fully was a player. There's yeah. books I had not even opened. I just like looking at them. Collecting dust. I just wanted to have them. I just wanted to look at and know that they were mine. Um, Um, So, like, I guess it is going to be me because I have to buy almost nothing. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) the barrier to entry right now is nothing because I've already invested. It's just how can I minimize the math to happen? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because like you know, uh, there is a lot of math in in tabletop role playing games. Much math, simple math, be it. But however, I am. Bisexual and very pretty, and math is yeah. Like we're definitely suit. more of like the fun marketing girlies. Yeah, just like should not touch. You're like if you throw numbers my way, I am gonna scoff at you. And yeah, please don't. Like flip my. Hand. I can do like psychology field stats. That's about as deep as it gets. Yeah, and like uh, like to get. I took, yeah, I took formal logic in college with other <laughs> law students to get out of taking a math credit. Oh yeah, because I went to an engineering. School. Oh yeah, I I'm structured like, my yeah. entire high school and early college career to avoid calculus. 
I did have to take calculus because they I was forced me to eventually. It was rough. And I was like, how dare you? It I was really bad. worked so hard to not do this. Um, and then I ended up doing it anyway and I hated it. I hated every second of it. But um, no, yeah. To, I mean, I, I truly was the kind of player that I was like, cool, I'm going to roll my damage and then angle my dice tray towards the DM and look cute enough for him to do the math for me. Right. <laughs> like, Marley, yeah. Or and he's like, man, that is just, in fact, three V6s. Yeah. And it's I'm like, like it doesn't eight. matter. <laughs> it does not matter. Yeah. It's like three plus four is 12. Yeah. Three <laughs> plus four is seven. <laughs> and our point is thus proven. But yeah, so the... The most yeah, important. there's no way to save that. I was like, maybe my brain was going like seven. I fully thought like, you were doing a bit, but yeah. Hate that for me. I love that. You're so pretty. That's so loud. <laughs> it's the first episode. It's the first episode. Well, I have a lot of skills. Mm-hmm. I'm very smart. Mm-hmm. You are? You are. You are 100%. You can't be good at everything. You cannot. No. You can't. That's unfair to the world. Yeah. Much, much like in character creation, there are other things we invested our, our points in. And yeah, math was not it. Math no. was not on the on the thing on not the great. roster of pro- prioritized skill yeah. sets. Yeah, nope. Um, cool, 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 I know us as human beings, and I know that we are perfectly capable of sitting at a table for eight fucking hours to yeah. avoid a combat situation yeah. via roleplay. Because that definitely happened in that previous campaign where we met. Oh, yeah. It was fucking hilarious because, because he's like, we're at the cusp of this big yeah. combat. And it's like, what if four hours of cheese men? <laughs> and what that. if we didn't? What if we start a gossip roll style rumor mill? Yeah. And just so dissent. Yeah. In this city that we landed at. Like, yeah, no no combat. No combat. We were like, well, but like there was this one thing I wanted to do right before. Right. Can we just do that real quick? And that turns into like two hours of yeah. intense emotional character development. Like, it's a chill thing. It was never. It was, it was never going to be a chill thing. No, by any stretch. Um, and I knew that we were role play hoes through and through. So I was like, okay, I'm banking on the fact that you guys are going to love the role play more yeah. than getting into combat scenarios. I have combat scenarios still planned. Absolutely. Like, like combat is still dope. Like, yeah. I am a min-maxer through and through. Now that I've started doing it, I can't make a character and not optimize them mm-hmm. at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like doing hella damage. It's fun. And I like using the spells and your weapons and all that. Yeah, yeah. But it's not why I'm there. It's not why you sit down at that table. No. No. Especially for sessions where, like, we're going to play for hours on hours on hours. Yeah. Like, because I will zone out after yeah. a certain amount of combat. Yeah. And I know that we're all like that. So, like, uh, I definitely, I think now, try to structure the can- the the combats to be short but give you enough room to yeah. do the things that you need to do as a character yeah. and build your confidence as as players. Like, um, the combats feel narratively tense enough Yeah, that, like... And we'll weave in little moments of characterization and role play within mm-hmm. the combat mm-hmm. where it keeps it, where it's not just like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. But where I I am not here to sit down for like three hours just going through turns and turns of combat. No. Um, but yeah, the math was the, the thing that was the most intimidating thing to me. And then when I started planning for our campaign, I was like, I'm going to have 
just a treasure trove of spreadsheets and calculators and generators at my disposal. Yes. To minimize as much math as possible. Mm-hmm. Like the most I want to do is my my damage rolls and then yeah. just plug them into my calculator and live bliss free. Yeah. Um, is my Literally. goal. <laughs> like, it's nobody's business what happens behind that screen. No. That's between you and God. No. Y'all don't need to know that I'm <laughs> miscounting half of this shit probably. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But yeah, and like, uh, yeah, then I started the process of of DMing for y'all. And I like that's 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 where I'm at now. And I've been loving it so much. It's been I'm more invested in your campaign and my character and our two other players characters Mm -hmm. than I ever have been in anything. Mm-hmm. And the That's four such of us, <laughs> like anything with anything in role play, uh-huh. anything in DM, and I mean, and like the we have such a good cadence and a good chemistry mm-hmm. between us, and our stories are so interwoven that it's just like we sit down. It's like okay, we know we're gonna move in lockstep, yeah, and we know we're gonna play off each other, and yeah. that it's just gonna fall like dominoes and it's so fucked yeah and i think like it's what i think we've all wanted, wanted our role like ttrpg experiences to be and it's so hard to find that like yeah. core group they are like okay we're friends we like each other's people we're, we have compatible role play styles we have we're compatible in what we want out of the game 100%. we know how to build characters we know how to adapt and play off each other when we're playing different things mm-hmm. and it's so <clears throat> interesting. Like, it's still... F- <clears throat> okay. Hi, allergies. Pollen <laughs> in Texas just ended it, my life. Pollen in Texas, man. Um, it's a killer. Like, we still play at other tables. Yeah. It's still with, with other DMs. And, and it's still fun. Yeah. But it's different. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that chemistry is so good and so precious. And it's like, I think we're all very protective of that, which yeah. is cool. That table is fucking hallowed ground. It literally. <laughs> like, yeah, because, yeah, like, genuinely. You have to get, like, a government clearance. You Stuff really, like, you really fucking do. Table. Like, we do not just let any bitch walk up into the into yeah, our table. Because it's so, like, we were just talking about this. But the same way, like, you can have good friends that you're really bad to travel with. Yeah. Because you're just, it's the same yeah. with feel like I cannot engage in a in a near lifelong adventure with you and your stupid character. <laughs> yeah. Or it's even just like even if the character's good and even if they can objectively role play or whatever, it's just like it's that sometimes it's it a chemistry. Thing. Yeah. And it's just like this unspoken like it drags now. And it's not and like once you've hit that, then it's like, oh, okay, now I know what it should. Like I've glimpsed exactly. Nirvana. <laughs> And yeah. now it's like, <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a taste of, of of the good good and like I cannot go back. Yeah. At all. Um, yeah. And I, I agree in the sense of like you, me and, um, you know, our other two players, Alyssa and Bex, um, are have been playing so long with each other, mesh so well together. And we truly like can step into any table together. Yep. And. It's so amazing to me how we work together. Like, I think this this last time that we we just started a new campaign mm-hmm. where um, <laughs> I matched with a guy, hi, Teddy, um, who graciously told me about a concept for a campaign. And I was like, I love this. Do you need players? 
Yeah, because I wanted to volunteer myself. You know, half of our players live in Austin and the other half live in Houston. So it's hard to get us together. Uh, but when we do, we do play. Yeah, we play, like, once, we play once a month. We play once a month. Like the Austin peeps drive down yeah. to Houston and we just... Um, so in my mind initially, it was just going to be me joining this campaign if you had other players. Because um, I miss playing at a physical table and he really wanted yeah. to run it at a table. And I was only playing online campaigns mm-hmm. and then DMing at the table. And when he told me the concept, I think we went to Sherwood. Uh, yes. Me and uh, Alyssa drove up to Sherwood to, yep. to visit you and, mm-hmm. and Bex. And I mentioned it to you. I showed you like the audio recording he did of the intro. Like, and like, all of us sat there and we were like, so. Like, give it to me now. Yeah. So are we playing this or not? Yeah. And I told Teddy and I was like, I know you've been trying to get players for five months. I've gotten you players in a matter of days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like five hours later. Here's your party. Here's your party. Please do the prep necessary. We yeah. are coming down next weekend. So whatever you need to do to finalize your Very, world. Act, that's right. Do like, it in a yeah, week. Y'all come up for Sherwood. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, we had scheduled to play Strixhaven, which is yeah. a campaign, the next weekend. And... Like, I, when we were still playing in our previous campaign, I was the only player that everyone else is in Houston. And I was driving yeah. down, like, <clears throat> every other weekend mm-hmm. because that DM was so good that I was like, I will yeah. drive for this. <clears throat> but also, don't do that. Don't drive. Mm-hmm. Don't make yourself drive six hours round trip every two weekends out of the four that you yeah. have in a month for anything. That's not sustainable. No. Um, so when we left that campaign, I'm like, okay. Going down once a month is the right cadence, right? Because then I can still have a life outside of it and do things and have time to recover. And it's just... Same here. It kind of works for my work schedule. And like, uh, I have time to do other things and I'm not constantly on session prep. Oh, shit. I've got to get like the next whatever together. So I can can leave it to like the week before the weekend that we're going to do it. And, I and you can, have space to, like, appreciate what we, at the session we just played and, like, think exactly. about what you want to do. And especially in Restrict Table where we quickly, like, brought in, like, this barrage of NPCs. Man. It's like you. <laughs> yeah, we really did. It's, I, listen, I did this to myself. You did. But I also did it for my children and let that be on the record. We built, we did build the world collaboratively, I will say, which I love. Uh-huh. But it's like we very much, like all their families are very built out and they're all connected to each other. And like you had homebrewed the world with some of your friends from. Yeah. So the server you were in. Yeah. That was a server. That was a whole thing of like, I really, I really took the the first time DMing and I, and I said, I'm going to take Strixhaven because it seems pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we we all agreed. We had like had a lot of interest in doing. Yeah, fantasy college, fantasy college. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna stick straight to the book. I'm not gonna homebrew anything. I'm gonna keep it simple for myself. I said this out loud with my whole chest, your whole chest. And we were like, great, fantastic. Yeah, we love we love this. And day. then within like the first, before we even started our first session, I think I was like, hi, I have now. Like everything has changed. Everything has changed. It is in an entirely homebrew world. I have a fucking uh, Titanic iceberg effect of a Discord where you truly do where you have channels high. that the players can see, you know, for keeping everything organized, and then everything that I can see is a behemoth Under- of an organizational system. And you'll be like, "No, I, I showed you that. It's in channel." And I'm like, 
you have not put it into one of our channels. No, it's it's somewhere deep in the recesses <laughs> like of my it. mind palace. You may have shown it to me, but I do not have <laughs> access to that content. It is some it is locked away somewhere. Yeah, and deep in that in that Behind mind palace, I also have like a, a high council of DM friends who I I go to. Yeah, when I need to yep. plan and have my machinations about yeah players, which um. One of them, Oak, who we yeah. both played. I was also in that. Shout out to Oak. I love him. He's my RP husband. He's fantastic. Incredible, He's a great DM human. and just a great being and yeah. just a good. Incredible human. Great, great human. Um, But for my character, because I have come up and gave you a very traumatic backstory. You really did. and I Which was is so funny that I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to play for Strixhaven for so long. Uh, Because it was hard to kind of figure out what I wanted to do coming out of that other campaign. Yeah. And then I had that idea. And I was like, okay, this is something. Yeah. And then we talked about it. And then it very quickly escalated. (laughs) And then you were like, how traumatic are you? Would you consent? How much trauma would you consent? Where am I allowed to play? How traumatic can I get? And I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, we have clarified a few. I'm like, listen, the family pet must, must survive. Yeah, no. The listen. people are like I have very few. It's like the people who are on God, no pets will be harmed at my yeah, table. No pets will be harmed, and then like I need her like godparents to not have be part of anything fucky that's ruined her life. Uh-huh. And like other than that, have a field day. Yeah, and apparently you did because you <laughs> shared with me uh, for lovely reasons that whatever you came up with mm-hmm. and you pitched to Oak. Like, he said something, and then you... He gave me something, because I was like, hey, here's this character. Here's the lowdown. Um, I'm trying to, obviously, instill a lot of trauma. And, yeah. like, where... Like, there's a lot we can work with like, here. Like, I'm given blanket consent. Yeah, where can we go with this? And, and he, Oak is an intense and, DM. He is known for some crazy... Some crazy fuck shit. Yeah, and so he gave me something. And I was like, this is interesting. However... However, what if... Like, what if I cranked that shit to 10 and then I said it and I was like, it's not a little psychotic. And I and he was like, honestly, that's very fucked up, but I love it. And so then that's yeah. when I messaged you and I was like, how fucked up can I go? Yes. Because I do need to clarify. And I said, go for it. Yeah, full set. And then you texted me and was like, so I know what it is, but Oak called me a psychopath for it. <laughs> And I'm like, cool. No way. Because that's saying something mm-hmm. for like, you know, it depends. Like, he, he has a high tolerance for shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, for him to be like, that's out, that's wild, is. <sighs> and so Super I, out of there pocket. was a bit where like, because you can't lie to me in person. So I would guess a few times over text. And now I've stopped guessing. Yeah. Because I feel like. One, I don't want to know. And two, I don't want to give you any more ideas. Yeah. Which I don't know how well I've been doing, but I think I've been doing pretty well at just like... You've been doing well. Yeah. I, I'm truly fighting for my life because I am a terrible liar and yeah. my face shows fucking everything. Yeah. So y'all will start talking about your hypotheses of things that are going on. When Bex and I were having a conversation about it and you were on the couch... And like, I was like, I, my face like, is stone. I will not emote. I will not look at any of you. There's a couple little things that I've gleaned, but nothing big. Yeah. And also, like, I've been careful about... It's also, can you tell the difference between me being like, okay, you guessed it, and then me being like, that's kind of a good idea. (laughs) Like... (laughs) A kind of. Yeah. Kind of depend. Or like, yeah, it, it... that there's slight differences but it's like we a lot of my outright guessing was done over text yeah because i wanted you to have deniability and then i'm careful about what 
we talk about and like brainstorm within the party because I don't want it spoiled for myself. Mm-hmm. But also it's like it's it's gonna be bad. I know it's gonna it's be it's gonna bad. be real bad, Chief. Real bad, Chief. Um and then you are also about to start DMing. I am. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? So yeah. exciting. So I love all like the world of darkness, white wolf lore. Like I said earlier, I've watched like most of New York by night or no LA by night and a little bit of New York by night. And like Vampire the Masquerade is just, it's dope as hell. I love it. Like it's modern day setting and it's horror and it's like vampire society and all that. And it's just very cool. And we talked a lot about wanting to do like, you're a big dragon age. Oh my God. That'll be an entire episode where we're like, yes. I'm not even going to talk about D&D. I'm just going to sit here on my fucking soapbox. Well, no, there's that. There's that uh, <laughs> tabletop. Oh, yeah. The D&D. The so, yeah, we, we, can, we can talk about that. You can. Episode. Absolutely. I will. I will. In the same fact, with the same energy of someone trying to say that a certain dinner was like a business dinner so they can classify it as a business yeah. expense, I will be doing that with Dragon Age. <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm, I'm ready for you to hold us at gunpoint at any point and be like, sit down, we're playing. Sit down, we're doing this. Yeah. But so we talked about in that kind of like Inquisition quest where you go and you, you go to the ball and you're like dealing with the court politics and being on mm-hmm. intrigue mm-hmm. and all of that. We'd all talked about that being really cool and like wanting to do something like that. And I'm like, well, I can do that, but horror and vampires. And you're like, yes. Yeah. And we were over here like slamming our credit cards Basically. on the table. Yeah. And so like every time I would come to Houston and we would go to that um, like D&D shop by your yeah. house, someone would find another Vampire the Masquerade source book and hand it to me. And then I would be like, well, I guess I'm fine this now because I have very little impulse control where this is uh-huh. concerned. Um, it's all going to other things. Yeah. <laughs> so I have been wanting to do it for a while. And... We've never played it. I definitely know the most about the lore. You guys are super new to it. And the mechanics are different than D&D. It's an entirely different system and all of that. So I knew it's definitely going to be, I need to have a decent understanding of this so I can explain it and all that. So I needed time for like my life to not be a mess so I could then research it and like read through Mm -hmm. the book, which I did. And so it's like once I had kind of started doing that, we're like, okay, we now we need to make characters. Like a few months ago, like you and Bex kind of started brainstorming what you guys might want to play. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this sounds dope as fuck. And then uh, the Fall of London book just came out. Yeah. And we just got that. Yeah. <laughs> I think like the last, last one that you were here. A couple weeks ago. Last time I was in, in, in Houston. Houston. And yeah, because we were going to, or I was going to just homebrew like a Camarilla court in Austin. Yeah. basically and i was like that would have been cool and that would have been like fun and great but similar to how you said like having that strixhaven book to go off of but i'm like it would be nice to have something to structure it around and to kind of have like i be- want the bones yes I like want the some bones. something to go off of so you're not gonna do everything yourself and like BTM is there is combat, but it is almost all narrative focused, mm-hmm. and the it's very character driven and plot driven, and it's all RP all the time. Yeah, and that is all of our bread and butter. Yeah. So, and it's what I go to it for. And so, if I'm going to sink time into like creating and running something, I want it to be character centric. Yeah, because hundred percent writer. That's my that's my whole thing. So yeah, so we. The fall of London, and that's sort of what we're s- tossing everybody in. And 
your character is made, Bex's character is made. Alyssa still needs to make hers. And it's really fun because I'm surprised about how chill I am about not knowing anything about the plot because I'm very much waiting to see after we have all three characters and after we make the coterie. Yeah. And then kind of seeing where we're at because there's a lot of interesting little hooks and and strings I can grab. And at the end of the day, we know London will fall, Mm -hmm. right? So we know the end result. But it's what happens in the in the intermediary time that is of interest to me. Yeah. And that story will be very fun to play with. And so I think similar of like I'm going to use a lot of the structure of the Fall of London book and keep that and like what we're trying to do. But I'm definitely going to branch it off and dive into more personal things for each character and build that world and also take some of those NPCs that are there and tweak them a little bit and make them fix. It's like a joke of like, will it be a girly pop dating sim? Maybe. It's got to be. It's got to be 100%. Yeah. Take it from someone that is sitting at the table with all of you horny hoes. <laughs> um, granted, I am also a horny hoe. Like, I am fair. I am on this, this docket. You can't say it like you're not. I can't say it like I'm not. Like you're not the mother. Yeah. And I'm us. not out here actively feeding y'all every single day with. And that you don't pick disrespectful I will NPC art. scour the internet for the greatest. Which is why my strict character art. has like. So- Four potential, four potential love, love interests, interests, love interests of like, varying degrees of you know classic book talk tropes. Yeah, and toxicity, and toxicity for Spice, and, and then it's just like uh, why have you done this? Spice's character is also a, in a bit of a love triangle. This character has like three, I think at least. Yeah, she's got like she's got two, and and she went like a side, a side boy, two and a side boy, two and a chaos gremlin. Yeah, and then she got she got a toxic ex out out in the world somewhere. Yeah, we don't we don't count. Um, but yeah, and so and then you know fucking Alyssa is out here starting a full host club of just the. We really did watch that anime, and Alyssa's like, you know what? If you can dream it, you can do it. I'm gonna bring this to the table. Yeah, she's like, can I? Should we watched fucking or on host club, which is a classic and staple piece of media. Uh, and she was like, can I start a host club in Strixhaven? I was like, if you can role play it and you can recruit yeah. some people, absolutely. You like, can. who am I to crush your dreams? No, listen, I am like, like I, You're a I am rule here. Of cool DM. I am a very rule of cool DM. Um, Which I, I use the rules and the mechanics as a structure. However, I can be bribed with good storytelling. So if you, if you can yes. dream it, I'll, I'll make it happen. Yes. And especially when it's role play centric things. I like just letting the wheels come off. Yeah. Of like, you know, combat, especially in D&D, of like, there are rules for combat for a reason. And like, yeah, there are certain things of like, we do non-magical cantrips, you can do as a bonus action. Or like, you can take health potions as a bonus action, because why would that take an action? Which, there was a recent video on TikTok of a dude just like, fucking going nuts about how like, you can't do that because you can't physically drink a potion in six seconds, which is what like a bonus action is or something. Have you ever taken a shot? And then everybody else was like, what if, since it's D&D and it's fucking a world of magic, you just made... It's like, tell me you've never been to a party without telling me. Yeah, tell me you're a a bad time without telling me you're you're a bad time. Just make little concentrated shot potions, my guy, and then call it a fucking day. Like you're saying, if I have a corked bottle 
a corked glass bottle yeah. that my fucking dragonborn character can't rip that cork out with their teeth. Yeah, like a human-sized potion for a giant dragonborn is a shock. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I mean, if your character is chaotic enough, I feel like anything can be a shot if you believe in yourself. Yeah, and if you've ever been a college, <laughs> if you've ever been a college girl, you know damn well six six seconds is nothing. Yeah, nothing and nothing. I don't want to talk about the different directions my brain. You'll drink a variety of things in six seconds, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and there are moments where I'm glad this is an auditory medium and this and is And they one can't of them see our faces. Because my face, <laughs> if we ever film this, I'm gonna have to get something to hide my face behind. Yeah, because we'll just be out here like dead mouse. It's so loud. <laughs> um Lord of Mercy. Oh man, no. But yeah, so it is a thing of like, and I have a healthy amount. Of that as well, of like, it's my game, I'll do what I want. Yeah. Like and like, listen, I also don't, I've had experiences where people try to just like, they don't understand the rules. And so they yeah. try to sort of Napoleon complex their way through and pull in nonsense that makes no sense. Yeah. You still need the rules and mechanics because yes. you do need the structure. But I think there's a good balance between letting it be fun and fantastical and all of that without just having no structure at all and i think that's where for roleplay things yeah let people if they can if you can roleplay it go for yeah. it yeah if you can sit here and phoenix write your way to a conclusion yeah like you can't just dictate it to me like no. you're writing a novel but you can tell me what you want to do and i'll agree to give you a chance to do it mm-hmm. yeah. but if you have the and i think that encourages better roleplay too exactly because it incentivizes it versus then like yeah with with combat stuff i'm like all right your weapons do it at do what they do. Your spells do what they do. Yes. They're casting, can, you know, restrictions for a reason. Like, all of that jazz. Exactly. But outside of that. Outside of that. It, it, it be- Also, like, flavoring the spells and, like, how it looks oh, and yeah. how things I manifest. Agree. Like, we do, Ugh. we started doing that in our previous campaign and we've really gone off the deep end with it now. And it's, it's very, very cool. Well, yeah, I mean, especially in, in a setting where you are at a magical university, mm-hmm. um, you know, and all the different colleges. And, like, this is what I love about Strixhaven is that. Um, you know, when I first picked it or like we picked it as a thing that we were going to do, I did some research and there's a lot of people that have like certain emotions about Strixhaven and the story and it's lack of luster yeah. and things like that. But, um, I looked into it and, you know, and like, I'll agree in the sense that I've read through a lot of the story that is in it already. And I feel like, yeah, there's missed opportunities with certain things that they introduce that they never really do much with. Uh, and the, the main plot is not as like kind of lackluster it's a little lackluster for me and you know uh, in the initial part of us starting to play i was and i was very much like going according to the book i still use it as a structure for how our our school year is going the classes oh yeah taking an example today it's great for like all of the mechanics of school in it i like and i've added to them um in how to structure our days because it also like one thing it lacks is um Giving you a way to sort through time spent between those main points uh, in the in the story, it'll yeah, just go like here's the written part of like this the event that happened, and then it goes like I don't know anywhere from like two to four weeks happens in between, and then this thing happens. That's actually really similar with the Fall of London. Of it's like you're given 
events Mm -hmm. that can go in any order like they give an order they're like you don't have to do it unless if you don't want to like there's a kickoff thing that you do because you need to to meet certain people things to make sense but then it's like okay you can run this in any order and it'll have different effects so he's like if you get in combat early versus if you get in combat later if you meet these people at the beginning you hear their side versus if you hear it later but yeah it's a very you can build what structuring you want that. Yeah, is is interesting, like, and I and I think I've gotten to a point where I like our structure. I like I do too how we do. We have we have ample moments of like these are the activities you can select during your classroom hours. Then there is downtime activities, and then we'll go yeah. into like plot stuff. Yeah, and it's also a thing of like because we have a smaller party. Yeah, where you have really you have a through. lot of time to go into for like our characters to interact and us each to do our own plot stuff and it not feel like it's dragging exactly and, and it gives like a lot of time for that uh like you were saying the mat like describing your your style of magic and how it manifests mm-hmm. and what it looks like and it really helps you connect with that character and yes. uh like think like really think through like why does their magic look this way and you can what like are... drop little hints and yeah. things about like secrets your characters I love have. those little those little kernels of good, so good good storytelling i love that what we could do what we were able to do last session with my my baby it was so uh, good the trauma we've started on the trauma and yeah like i think like you were saying in that how you said uh you're not as worried about not knowing enough about the plot of the of the game itself mm-hmm. yet um for vampire the masquerade like i learned pretty quickly that um i can plan as much as i like till the cows come home yes um but ultimately at the end of the day and i think this is a commonality with any dm the the players dictate the story yeah, sometimes we'll spend two hours making a host club Sometimes we spend two hours making a fucking host club and I can throw half, and, yeah. half my itinerary out the window. You're like, I guess we're doing this next month. Yeah, but we'll, it's we'll, still we'll it's still so down. fun and so But it's easy. great, yeah. Um, And it's now I've got it down to a point where I'm like, I know the big picture, mm-hmm. the pa- like the, the, you know, the PowerPoint of the main things that we're going to hit. But everything in between that, I am fully just handing to you as the player and just seeing what, and just, just seeing what happens don't and i am i am but the the recipient of your narrative and yes. telling you what what comes of that you're the conductor yeah truly do you think that the strixhaven book that they because i've obviously not read it yeah but that they wrote it the way they wrote it to give opportunities to embellish or do you think it was genuinely like they wrote it and they were like this is the thing we want it to be and it was lackluster I think um, from from my understanding, Strixhaven is made in partnership with, I believe it's Hearthstone. So Strixhaven is a Hearthstone thing. The the card game. Um, you know what you know what I'm talking vaguely. about? Vaguely. Or no, no, it's not Hearthstone. It's Magic the Gathering. Oh. My apologies. Um, I played Magic very briefly. Nobody read me on this. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I know. I know nothing about Magic I, Gathering. It seems like you have to deal with a lot of cards. Yeah, and that seems stressful. But Strixhaven is like a, a thing in Magic the Gathering, um, and part of that universe okay. and lore. And so, interesting. Strixhaven is a is a is a TCRPG like partnership with Magic the Gathering to bring that kind of to life and let people play in that space. It's like a for making a version of it exactly. So, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So, like, a, like literally, a lot of our characters and NPCs and and things that we're interacting with and the places and the and mm-hmm. the spells and the whatever um, are our ma- cards in Magic: The Gathering. Like, you could go and get a fucking Valentine card. Granted, it's not my Valentine, 
um, that I've now flavored differently. You really did. Um, but like you can definitely like I think the Lisette card is the uh, the card oh, art yeah. is the art I'm using for for Lisette, the Dean of Growth. Interesting. Yeah. So that is something. And so as far as how they structured it, from my opinion, I think they're they I think they chose a narrative, stuck with it. Um and it just it, they just didn't flesh it out more, add more things to it's that. It's like that crossover. It didn't turn into yeah. as rich as it could be. It's kind of just like, hey, if for funsies you wanted to take a quick little summer trip to Strixhaven and and play around there, uh, you could. But okay. it's not super super fleshed out, in my opinion. That uh, makes more sense knowing it was me- like abridged from another meant for like, system. A, a, like yeah, yeah. That's like because there's some crossover. Of like gunslinger classes and stuff from mm-hmm. like uh critical role which was originally pathfinder and this was just so it's like some of that of like okay these are weird mechanics not really exactly. anywhere else it's exactly. like okay this actually comes from pathfinder yeah so, okay that makes sense. so they adapted a lot of things from the magic the gathering strict statement stuff into dnd mechanic stuff and okay that makes made sense. some rules to make it happen and whatever um, so like, I, I think it's just a little lackluster in that it was that like partnership to make this happen as mm-hmm. like a fun, fun thing mm-hmm. and not like a truly dedicated D and D module. Um, but like, I still think, you know, D and D is what you make it. And just because a module is not fun to the entirety of the, of the D and D community does not mean you can not find your fun and take, yeah, take the things that resonate and leave the rest. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. The, the tarot readers, the tarot sometimes. readers in the audience. But well, I think, yeah, even just having the mechanics for like a magical college yeah, alone was helpful is really valuable. Yeah. Cause you can take that and reskin it. A thousand different ways. Exactly. And, um, but like, and now you don't have to make that up because God forbid you had to be a school administrator for <laughs> fantasy college. God like, forbid. That's like, no, I'm good. I'm all the way good. All Thank the you. Way. Yeah. Um, and I think that that goes to say, you know, for example, like if there, if there are people that have been players for a long time or even people that have never played and like wish to play now being on the other side of it, like the initial barrier to entry and then feeling like i don't know how to run this game i don't know how to do this i don't know if i'm qualified to dm for Mm -hmm. people i think now being on the other side of it and knowing how much how much freedom there is and also the same way that there is structure offered for people i think genuinely have the playground or the sandbox i think genuinely it's something i like like to use anybody and everybody should try to pick up at some point and it's not as intimidating once you're on the other side well, it's also like I remember the title of the book now, Candlekeep Mysteries. That um, yeah, it's like that. I have that because I got that, and like I would still like to run something out of it. But like that book is all one shots. Mm-hmm. At like it goes from like you know really early levels to when you're like you know big boy like sixteen level be bopping around whatever we're doing in there. But that can be a cool little way to test the waters. Two, yeah. if you don't want to like deep dive sink into your, a whole, sink into like a whole campaign, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think we, we've we had that structure in the way of, like, for our previous campaign, we started with a one-shot just to test the dynamics of, of the group. Mm-hmm. It worked. We started a campaign around it. And then um, I kind of did a similar thing in that I had y'all do a one-shot for the 
like orientation, orientation thing. Yeah. Um, where y'all got to like pick your clubs and and explore the campus a little bit. And we had two other players previously who had never played. So it was really a moment to sit down and be like, does this work? Do these dynamics work? And then, you know, when it does, you just move into yeah. know, the campaign. Or you don't. If it didn't work, it's fine. Relation. And you can try again with something else. Yep. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah, we're we're at the end of our little episode. Um, good little, good little chat. Nice um, I hope you enjoyed it. We are going to talk about several other mm-hmm. topics and probably ramble till our lives many end. Many a thing. About yeah. many a thing. We did make a nice little, we were like, we're going to talk about this for an hour and this for an hour and this for an hour. It's like, we're going to ramble for four. We are going to ramble uh, for four. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, divided. I'm like, you get the, 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 you get a sprinkle of structure and then the rest is whatever. Fuck around and find out. And yeah. If that's not D&D, I don't know what is. What it, yeah, truly. Yeah. T- D&D and TTRPG. But thank you so much for listening. Um, I look forward, we look forward to having you yeah. on, the, on the next one and I hope you guys have a good day. Bye. Table Talk is a podcast brought to you by Mythos Media Productions, bringing you a new episode every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at TabletalkRPG, or check us out at our website, mythosmediaproductions.godaddysites.com. All business inquiries can reach out to us via email at info at mythosmediaproductions.com.